don't know if you know this song. Holy Ghost, do it again. You know this song? Do it again in my life. Open my eyes to see Jesus. Seated upon the It's as simple as that.
in his splendor, in his glory, seated far above principalities and power. Because the more you see him, the more you see yourself, you see your identity in him. So Lord, open my eyes of understanding. Open my eyes of understanding. In the name of Jesus, that no flesh will glory in your presence. In the name of Jesus, that no flesh will glory in your presence. That your name alone be exalted. Do it again, Holy Spirit. Do it again, Holy Spirit. Flood my heart with the revelation of your word. I don't want to go the same way I came. In the name of Jesus, touch my heart. Touch my life. Touch my devotion. Touch my closet. Touch every part of me. In the name of Jesus, I want to be whole again. Healing again, Lord Jesus. Come on, open your mouth and pray. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Make it personal. It's so easy to pray. Just talk to your father. Say, Father, open my eyes of understanding this morning. In the name of Jesus, I don't want to live here exalting my flesh. I don't want to live here the same way I came. In the name of Jesus, I want to live here increasing in practicing your presence. In the name of Jesus. I'm not going to stop you until I feel convicted in my spirit that I should go ahead. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Talk to your father, talk to your father. In the name of Jesus, you can plug in, plug in, plug in, plug in, plug in the flow, plug in the flow of the spirit. In the name of Jesus, plug into the flow of the spirit, plug into the flow of the spirit. Igado son raba baba baba ba shandala kemere moso torobo igrado su kalida baba 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 ekeli ramanto kosikele egade beko torobo sikada enga baba baba shandala dakalade ikele moso mralia daba ikele bobo sikana dosata engele robo robo kibatanshata ikele bado barabalaba sweet spirit of the living god we yield ourselves to you this morning in the name of Jesus we yield ourselves to you this morning we cast out every spirit of distraction we cast out every spirit of setbacks in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Ekele de beria manto koriaba, ekali de 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 bokiba, eva di borobo sekele de bo, rimando borobo satalaka, ege de 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 de. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Holy Spirit, we yield ourselves to you this morning. Our minds, our thoughts, our speech, our hearings, everything. We yield to you. We submit ourselves to you. Total surrenderance, Lord. Total. We bow our hearts in you in worship. To you in worship, Father. We yield ourselves to you totally. In the name of Jesus. That nobody will be a spectator. But everyone will participate of this flow, Father. 
in the name of Jesus that every bleeding heart will be healed that our people receive an awakening in the name of Jesus a staring father in the name of Jesus father we thank you in Jesus mighty name we have prayed amen praise Jesus let's celebrate Jesus come on hallelujah you know the Bible today we'll be looking at um, the leading of the spirit or the leading of the Holy Ghost looking at the guidance of the spirit amen how God guides us how he leads us praise God you see it's important that we we learn how the things of the spirit works we can learn the doings of the spirit we can learn it and um, you see the Bible is our evidence. The scripture is our proof. Doctrinally, it is the intention of the Father to walk in us, to live through us, to speak through us, to heal life to us. I mean, from the least to the greatest in Zion. Everyone, it is the desire of God. It is not... A special responsibility of some to be led by the Spirit. God wants to lead us. Hallelujah. He wants to lead us. If, I, if you see, if you read the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation, if you read through, that thought will drop in you that God wants to live through us. He wants to move through us. Everyone, every one of his children, God wants to lead us. Irrespective of your background, where you're from, you're from China, you're from India, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, anywhere you're from, Kenya, anywhere you're from, God wants to live through you. God wants to walk through you. God wants to lead you. Amen. If you look at, you know, he says, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. You see, that's the intention of God. God wants to lead you. He wants to lead us. So, and it's important that we know how God leads us. If I, let me tell you this. I, I believe strongly that if you have been born again and you have received Jesus, you have the leading of the Spirit. Some of you sometimes don't know that you have been passively led by the Spirit. You have been led. You have been being led. There's anything like that. By the Spirit of God. But sometimes, you have not given voice or an authority to the leading of the Spirit. Sometimes, some of us say things like, something told me. Amen. You understand what I'm trying to say? Sometimes we put the Holy Spirit to a thing. And when somebody tells you the Holy Spirit told me, you look at the person and ask, wow, man. Wow, the Holy Spirit speaks to him. So, we need to know indeed when the Holy Spirit is walking through us and how he's walking through us. Hallelujah. 
how the Holy Spirit is working through us. You see, in the Old Testament, we are going to look at that maybe in the coming weeks. We are going to look at how God speaks to us through visions. Because there are so many ways, if you read from Genesis down to Revelation, there are so, you would see so many ways that God spoke to people in the Old Testament, in the scriptures. You would see, for example, God spoke to people through visions. Amen. You see, people would see open vision. We saw Daniel saw visions. Joseph saw visions. So you see, so God spoke to them in the Old Testament in visions. And not just in the Old Testament, also in the New Testament. Today is not the day for that, but we're going to look at that in the coming weeks. How visions work. Okay? God spoke to them through visions. God spoke to them through prophets. Hosea 2, Hosea 12, verse 12. The Bible says, and Jacob ran to a country, Syria. The Bible says, he served. He served for a wife. Amen. And he took care of sheep, sheep for a wife. What a wonderful man. But the Bible says, but God led Israel by the hand of a prophet. You see, prophet. God used prophet to communicate to the people in the Old Testament. In fact, the Bible says in Amos, the Bible says, surely the Lord will not do anything except he reveals it to his servant, the prophet. So we're going to look at that also in the coming weeks, how God used prophets. So in other words, we saw in the Old Testament how God led people through prophets, through people. Okay? So we'll look at that. We'll look at if such principle is still valid in the New Testament, especially, especially in our era. There are so many ways that God speak, spoke to them. If I look at Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible says God spoke in diverse manners in time past to the prophets, you know, to the people. Uh, okay, look at it. Hebrews 1, he said, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners, Hebrews 1, 1, in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet. You see? In old times, he spoke to them by the prophets. Prophets. Hallelujah. Praise God. But, but it is very important that we know that, you see, okay, let, let, look here, everybody, okay, you see, the revelation of God's word is progressive. You have to understand that. Am I communicating to us? The revelation of God's word is progressive. Now, the fact that something is in the Bible, the fact that something is in the Bible does not mean it's doctrinal. Okay. Pastor, what did you just say? Okay, I'm going to explain it again. The fact that there is a concept in the Bible does not mean it's doctrinal. When you say something is doctrinal, doctrinal simply means Teaching, sets of teachings that affect the way people live. So the fact that something is in the Bible does not mean, I remember somebody, I told you a while ago about a friend of mine who said, you know, we were, we were talking back then in you know, my first degree, you know, and we were, we were, you know, we were contending. I was contending with the scriptures. I was saying so many things about scriptures, talking about righteousness by faith, talking about so many things. And the guy said, oh, not only fair, you, your reading is too much. It's scripture, 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 scripture. Must you be, must it be scripture? Must you, must you, must everything be scripture? Can't we just, you know, know things, you know, by the, you know, this, why must you bring scripture to, to the council, you know? And he said, he said something, he said, you know, too much reading, 
Okay, can run people mad. And, and he told me, you read scripture, but is it not in the scriptures? Amen. He told me, too much reading is in the scripture. I mean, too much reading can run, can run you mad. He asked me, if it's not, is it not in the Bible? Of course, I knew it was in the Bible. So if I, I didn't know, you know, because that was a yes or no answer. If I told him, uh, yes, he would say, okay. If I said no, it, I'll be lying that it's not in the Bible. So I said, yes. And he said, okay, yeah, 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 I don't want to hear anything again. And, you know, and he just walked away. He just walked away. I said, come now. Because who said it? Thank you. Who said it to whom it was said? Why the person, the person that said it, why did he say it? Amen. So the fact that you see it in the scriptures, like it's written in the Bible, does not mean it's doctrinal. Amen. For example, when the Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. For example, you know, you're talking to somebody and the person says, well, is it not in the Bible that there's none righteous? Uh, yes. Okay, I don't want to hear anything again. But, you know, you too, you laugh because some of you are laughing to it because you, you know, probably have understood some things now, okay? Because, but really, if you were in that position in the past, you would have also been in that position. There's none righteous. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. You know, some people say, nobody is righteous. And some of us even still say it by reflex. Nobody is righteous, oh. Amen. You know yourself as I'm speaking. You say it. Amen. Nobody is righteous. But of course, if you read the Bible doctrinally, the body of the scripture does not say nobody is righteous. Amen. If you read Romans 3, just to help most people, because I just said this thing now, some people are like, ah, what is that exactly saying? You know, that's not today's teaching, but it's important that I mention it. In Romans 3, he said, Romans 3 verse 9, he said, we have proven before that nobody is righteous. If you read further, he said, but now, the righteousness of God without the law is revealed. Amen. Amen. So, but if you read, if you isolate the scripture, you just, well, you know, this is the conclusion of the matter. Nobody is righteous. But if you have read completely, you have read it completely, you would see that doctrinally, the Bible says, those who have faith in Jesus have received the gift of righteousness. Am I communicating to us here? So it's very important that we, you know, we, 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 we understand so many things here. So the fact that something is scriptural doesn't mean, you know, it's also, the Bible is progressive. But today we are going to be staying with the, with the leading of the Spirit, especially what we call the inward witness. Because every believer in Christ Jesus has the inward witness. Everyone that has believed Jesus died for them, as the inward witness, and that is the number one way that God speaks to his children. The inward witness. Amen. Somebody say inward witness. Glory to God. You know, so many people, you don't know how, some people, some of us don't know how rich we are. Like, how blessed you are. You see, it is a promise of God to indwell us. Now, the Holy Ghost now dwells in the believer. The spirit of God dwells in you. Glory to God. Say the spirit of God dwells in me. Okay, so that I don't force that into your mouth. It's better you see it yourself. Because even as I say this thing, some of us still don't even grab it. You know, we were, we were discussing that um, in the Old Testament, amen, look here everybody, in the Old Testament, when they build temples, when they build temples and set 
the structure of holies of holies. The presence of God does not come into the house until they have killed the animals. Until they have sacrificed the animals. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me help you again. Let me stress this again to us so that you understand this because we are going somewhere. See, in the Old Testament, are we together? When the prophet, when the priest rather, when the God, the high priest, before he goes into the holies of holies, which supposedly signifies the presence of God, he has to kill a no blemish lamb, animal, and he uses the blood of the animal for his own sin, and also take the blood of you know the animals that everyone, every worshiper brings. He kills the animal and brings the blood into what? The holies of holies. Without the blood, he can't enter into the holies of holies. Else, he's going to be struck down. We're going there. We're going somewhere. So, he needs, before we proceed to where we're going, he needs the blood of the innocent animal to gain access into a presence. He needs the blood of innocent animals to gain access into a presence. That's the high priest. Amen. And let me tell you this. It is not only him that needs the blood to have access into the holies of holies. The presence of God in the holies of holies also needs the blood to have access to him. So it's two ways in. The blood would open the way for both the priest to meet with God and also for the presence of God to meet with him. If you read through the Old Testament, there is, when they say there's a cloud of God came into the temple, it is after they have sacrificed animals. Because it, it can, it, 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 there's no way it could be possible. And the same thing also happened to us in the New Testament. I'm going somewhere. Until Jesus shed his blood, nobody had access to the presence of God and the presence of God did not have access to us. Okay, we just want to establish that first and, for, first and foremost that we, hmm, amen. Are we together, everybody? Okay. Okay, look here, look here. All right. In the Old Testament, I repeat this. In the Old Testament, if you have done something wrong, you don't say, I'm sorry. You don't say that. Okay, are we together? You don't say, God, forgive me. You don't say, God, forgive me. You don't, they don't say that. For example, if in the Old Testament, if you have done something wrong, and you say, forgive me, God, forgive me, it, it does not go anywhere until you kill the animal. So the killing of the animal is you saying what? God, forgive me. Are we together, everybody? It is, the, it is not in the words. It is in the killing of the animal that you are saying, God, forgive me. So even if you say, God, forgive me, God, forgive me, and you scream it, it does not make any sense. In the Old Testament, until the animal is killed, that's when you have said, God, forgive me. It is a template that God has set to play in that time. The same thing. The death of Jesus is us echoing that God, forgive me, in, in context. So the death of Jesus is our forgiveness. But that's the, the aim of this is because 
Through the blood of Jesus, we receive the presence. But let's look at this. Let's look at this. John. So we start from there. Uh, okay, let's start from um, John. Amen. John and chapter, let's do chapter 14 to stress that again. John and chapter 14. If you're in chapter 14, verse 16, you say Jesus is Lord. All right, if you're not there, say I'm blessed. One, we're going to wait for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so we should be there now. John 14, 16, are you there? He says, Jesus praying there. He said, I will will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you, what? Forever. Now, verse 17, he said, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, and he shall dwell with you, and shall be with you. So, Jesus saying there, that I will pray the Father. That was before he left. And, you know, uh, you know, he said, I will pray the Father. And he shall give how many? Another what? Comforter. The word comforter there is from the Greek word parakletos. It means an helper. Hallelujah. It means an helper, someone who stands by us. I'm going to read Amplified Version because Amplified Version broadens it. broadens it rather. John verse 14, chapter 14, 16. Amplified Version says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Somebody say helper. He calls him the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by to be with you for how long? Now look at that again because we should dwell on this part before we proceed again. He said, I will give you another comforter. I said, I will pray the father and he shall give you another parakletos. The word, the Greek word is parakleto. It means a counselor, a standby. But the stress here is a counselor. The one who counsels, it means he's the one who guides you. So in other words, when Jesus says, I'll pray the Father, and he will give you a counselor, or another counselor, it means that we have a counselor with us. Or better still, a, somebody who guides us. The word counselor, the one who guides you. The Holy Ghost is in us. To guide us, to counsel us. When you say the Holy Ghost is in me, it's not like I told us always say, it's not there to decorate us. It's there to function. It's there to help us. It's there to advocate for us. It's there to intercede for us. But because of today's teaching, it's there to counsel us. Counsel or guidance. The leading of the Spirit. The direction of the Spirit. It is His ministry. The ministry of the Holy Ghost. So when you say you have, so this is Jesus praying here before he died. He said, and I will pray the Father and he will give you what? Another counselor. Amen. Now, but, but you know, but, but this is very important before we proceed further, that we also know this because this will help our doubts and bring faith into us. And look at what Jesus said there. He said, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you for how long? Forever. Somebody say forever. forever. That is their lifespan, the longevity of his stay. The Bible says he will stay with you forever. You know, some people think the Holy Ghost leaves them. Amen. So the Holy Ghost has left me. Hallelujah. Because they did one sin. One sin. Hallelujah. Say, the Holy Ghost left me. 
Oh, pastor. You see, when the Holy Ghost leaves me, I used to know. Hey, I remember there was one time we were having a prayer. I mean, I mean, because look at it. He gave his word. He said, I will be with you for how long? He said, he will be with you forever. He didn't say, I will be with you for a while, temporarily, or on the condition that, hey, man, that's not what he said. So let's take the word of God for what it is. He said, I will be with you for how long? Forever. Hallelujah. I've got the Holy Ghost forever. Hey, Amen. He has come to abide in you. Abide in you forever. And that is the reason for the blood. In the Old Testament, you see, the prophet will say, and the Spirit of God came upon me. And the Spirit entered into me and left. Because the blood has not been shed. But now Jesus has eternally shed his blood. So eternally, we have an access, we have access to the Spirit of God. So I said, well, you know, because you do one thing, let me tell you this. If because of a sin, the Holy Ghost, are you, this is sometimes, I told us something a while ago, sometimes it's good to use Holy Ghost. Sometimes when they use Holy Spirit, it looks to, you know, you know, Spirit is the same anyway. That was just my own excesses. Okay? Holy Ghost. Amen. It looks, it looks kikiki. Amen. Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, the Holy Ghost. Do it again. You know what you say? Holy Spirit. Do, you see the wife sound? Do it again. It looks too tush. Hallelujah. But when you say Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost is that working me. You know, you know when you say, I told us for example, when you see all those ghost movies. Have you seen those ghost movies? Some of you like horror movies, yeah. I don't like horror movies, okay? Some people like horror movies. I can't stand it. Amen. It's always a ghost. Ghost. You know what ghost is? They start chasing people. That ghost. Ghost effect. The Bible says you have the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost wears you. It's in you now. But it says forever. Now this is the point. If the Holy Ghost is going to leave you because you have done something, then the Holy Ghost is leaving all of us. Because all of us, the Bible says, if God, if you will mark iniquity, he said, who will stand? Who will stand? He said, but forgiveness is with you, O Lord, that you may be worshipped, you may be feared. He said, if thou, O Lord, will mark iniquity, he said, who will stand? This is to zero the fact that on the last day, if they bring a ledger and begin to count names, you, nobody will stand. Nobody. I, I'm saying, we say this again, nobody. Amen. Some of that you are not even getting this thing. Amen. I told us, I told us a while ago because we need to get it because we are looking at the leading of the Spirit. For many of us, we find it very easy to believe that the presence of God is in bread and wine. Amen. I remember those times, you know, until I zeroed it once. At, there's nothing special on this stage. Amen. It's just wood. And who constructed it? Dr. Oz and his team. They constructed it. We, we have a stage here so that we can have something elevated so that when I'm preaching, I can see everybody and everybody can see me. That's the reason why we say it's not an altar. There's no altar here. An altar is a place where they kill, they, they sacrifice. That's an altar. And it is specifically common in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the only altar we have is the cross where the master was sacrificed. Are you what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. There's no, except the one you now 
create. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, people create what I okay. I have sacrificed prayer like in this corner in my room. That's your own, you know, creation. But on the real sense of things, this is not another. This is a stage. I remember those times people will rush out. Let me come and pray here. You cannot come and pray on this stage. It's a wood. <laughs> you know the reason? Because you feel that, oh, probably there's a special presence on this place. Let me tell you this. The reason why there's a presence now is because I am here. I, see, just to make it clear, the reason why where you are seated, the reason why there's a presence is because you are there. Okay. We are going to help us a little bit more. Let me say this because we will look at Holy Spirit help us. We will look at the dispensing. There's a, there's a difference between dispensing the presence. Today we are not looking at dispensing God's presence. We are looking at the fact that we can be led by the Holy Ghost. But before we move to the leading, we must establish the spirit consciousness. That spirit mindedness. We need it. Because without the spirit mindedness, you cannot actively function in the leading of the spirit. You must be conscious. Amen. You have to be conscious. You, 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 you have to be conscious of the Holy Ghost before you can be led by the spirit. Amen. Praise God. You know, just imagine you are driving a plane. I mean, you're not driving, you're in a plane. And the pilot took his parachute and jumped. Are you going to say? And jumped. And there's no extra parachute. At that point, you are on your own. Amen. You don't know. Of course, we already know you are going to nose dive and probably crash. This is the point. But, you know, you are seated in the plane. Rest assured with your seat belt and everything because you know the pilot is in the cockpit. So you know that. So we are saying this. Rest assured. There's a presence. You carry the presence of God. You are a, pre- you are, you are, you are, <clears throat> you are a carrier of God's presence. You have the Holy Ghost in you. Look at that. Let's go back there. He says this in verse 16. He says, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another what? Counselor. We're going to stay with counselor. The one who counsels you. Who leads you. He said, and he will what? It will, that it may abide with you forever. Look at 16. 16. John and chapter 16. Amen. Amen. Speaking of the same counselor, he said, I'll be it, 16, 13. I'll be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you. The same thing, counselor. Jesus said, the Holy Ghost will guide you. Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, some people, they won't do anything until, until they have sought a prophet. And let me tell you this. I, I, I think I think it's only one or twice. I've, um, probably twice that I had someone spoke prophetically, so to say, to me. And it was, you know, you know very true. Praise God. The other ones was not. I'm talking about almost 95% of times. I'd always been led by the Spirit. Amen. I've always ensured that there is decorum in how I follow the leading of the Spirit. And we're going to look at that today. This is not a zero, the leading of the prophet. We're going to look at that some other week. But, But a believer, a new creation, is not expected to be led by the prophet. A believer is expected to be led, what? By the Spirit. 
But you can't be led by the, by, by the prophet. I'm not saying that. We're going to look at that later. Okay? But of course, when you do that, it's in, it will be in confirmation to what the Spirit of God already told you. You knew. There's a conviction in your spirit. Sometimes you don't, sometimes some of us don't really get a grip on exactly what and what. But you know there's a witness of the Spirit within you towards a direction. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Look at um, Proverbs 20. It's a very common scripture, 20, 27. How the Spirit of God leads us. Amen. Amen. Say, I've got the Holy Ghost in me. Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs 20, 27. He said, the Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The word candle there means it signifies a lightning. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. So, one way the Holy Ghost will always do is that the Holy Spirit will use your spirit. It, it will, the Bible said, the, 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 the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. It means that as you're seated, everybody, you are, you have. Okay, you have an essential and intricate part, the spirit. You are a spirit being. Glory to God. Okay, it's, it's not more or less like a confession, but it is what you are. You are a spirit being. Remember in the Bible, the Bible says, when God formed man from the dust of the ground in Genesis, the Bible says, and God breathed in him the breath of life. Remember that scripture? God breathed in him. Of course, God is a spirit. Spirit don't have lungs. God couldn't have a... How are you going to try to say here? Spirit don't have lungs. It is, it is we, we have lungs. We have all the thoracic and the diaphragm. That are in and out, in and out. And all those muscles are moving up and down. God is a spirit. Is God no digestive system? How are you going to try to say here? And so when God said, and God breathed in him, the breath of life, the word breath there is the same word that translates to spirit. It's God put his spirit into man. The spirit, the intricate part of man was there. So God formed man from the dust of the ground. It means that this, there was a mannequin. We looked at that a long time ago. God formed the body out of the dust of the ground. And God put him, God put in him the spirit and now became an active living being. He became a living being, a living soul. Man is a spirit. You are a spirit being. Look at what we said earlier. He said, the, he said the spirit of man is what? Is the candle of the Lord. Look at this again, just to help us a little bit more. Romans. Praise God. Romans in chapter 8, verse, um, four, verse 14. The Bible says, for as many, uh, 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 no, no, okay. Um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, verse 16, let's do 16 together, everybody. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, look at that. He used the word there. He said the Spirit, capital S. Did you see? So the first S is the spirit signifying the spirit of God. He said the spirit itself. 
bear witness with our spirit. So why? Because you have a spirit. You are a spirit being. You are a spirit being. And he says there's Holy Ghost. So don't forget you've got Holy Ghost. You've got, you are. When you receive Jesus, you, when you feel the Holy Ghost, I mean, you receive the Holy Ghost, so to say. Amen. And he says the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's the greatest revelation ever. It's one of the great because knowing that you are a child of God, he said it is the spirit of God. He said he witnesses the word witness there means to give proof. He agrees with your spirit that you are a child of God. The Holy Ghost does this. Okay, look at it. Look at John, first John. We're gonna put you can put your hands here and we'll come back to this place. Amen. You know, it was one of the most ridiculous things ever that believers who think that the Holy Ghost can leave them. Let me tell you this. If you have done something wrong, if you, have, if you believe Jesus died for your sins, and you make a mistake and you've done something wrong, and you think the Holy Ghost left you, this is the concept. If the Holy Ghost leaves you, okay, you can never come to repentance. Are we together? If, you, if in your weakest state, the Holy Ghost leaves you. You can never come to repentance. And if you succeed in coming to repentance, you'll be proud. Because I did it by myself without the Holy Spirit. I came back to Jesus without the Holy Ghost. I came back to real, I became, you know, sir? Because the Bible calls him helper, standby, straightener. So if your straightener leaves you <laughs> in your weak state, he has failed in his ministry. He doesn't leave you in your weakest state. Who tells you that what you are doing is wrong? Who, who inspires your conscience? It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, sometimes you do something wrong and your conscience, you know, <clears throat> ah, what I have done is wrong. Who inspires that? It's the Holy Ghost. He's the one that is saying that what you have done is wrong. What you are doing is right. He's the Holy Ghost. And that's where the mix is. Amen. Look here, everybody. The Holy Ghost. Is perfect. Somebody say perfect. The Holy Ghost. Anything that the Holy Spirit says is always true. Is pure, finest. But the challenge is this: human beings. Look here. No, I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe any human being um, is accurate in interpreting the flow of the Spirit. Hundred percent. I don't believe that. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellence of the power be of God. Now, when the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels, it means that suggests to us weakness. Because human, amen, it suggests strength and weakness. So earthen vessels simply means there is a probability of weakness. Now, but we have, so, okay, amen. Okay, wow, Holy Spirit, help us. So, mm, let, us, let us give us an example from, let us do something, just a little, act, go to act 10. Today is not a day to talk about visions, but we just touch this, just for, for a reason. 
You see, we said something earlier. You see, man is a spirit, isn't it? So you are living, you have, your spirit is in this, your body. And you have a mind. With your mind, you can relate with. Like you have a soul. So that's, the mind is central to your soul. So with that, you can relate with the intellectual world. You can perceive things from your mind. Let me help you, let me help you a little bit. For example, when I tell you elephant, yeah, I know, yes, your brain has a picture of it. Amen. But really, you are projecting something in your mind already. If I tell you red, even though you are not seeing it, but you can already know what red could be like. But you have not trained your mind, your, if you have not trained yourself to get acquainted with red, when I tell you red, you will not know what red is. Isn't it? So, even though your eyes, your eyes can see red, but if you don't know that it is called red, you will not know it is red. Are we together, everybody? Because it means that we have, we have work to do in our mind realm to understand things, to know things. Now, this is where the challenge is. We have a body. So we have our senses, our eyes, our nose, our tongue. These things can touch. We can touch things. We can smell things. We can see things. So our mind is constantly educated by our senses. Constantly. But our mind is taught less by our spirit. And it's a challenge. And that's why most of the time we have difficulty in interpretation of things. Okay, let us look at this acting. Just for the sake of interpretation, just for us to get something because on the coming weeks we're going to look at some, even some prophecies that were given in the New Testament, especially to Paul. We looked at this a while ago. We look at some other prophecies too that were given to Paul. <laughs> Somebody came by the Spirit and said, Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. He said, this is what the Spirit of God is saying. Don't go to Jerusalem. We looked at that a while ago, but we're going to look at it later. But that Paul understood prophecy. You see, so the guy had an impression that something's going to happen to Paul. But in his own interpretation of it, it is don't go to Jerusalem. But when Paul saw it, Paul said, I know what he said, I will go. Ah, we say don't go by the spirit. In fact, they said, that's not 20, 21, 22, 23. They said don't go to Jerusalem. Paul understood what the person is saying that in the communication of the prophecy, the guy put his own, thank you, he put his own fear in it. Okay. Are we together here? The person indeed, there's an impression in the person's spirit that something is going to befall this guy if he goes to Jerusalem. So, in his own feeling that don't go, means that you will not die when you go. We don't want you to die. So don't go. So the person now echoed it and says, this is what the Spirit of God is saying. But in positive, Paul knew, no worry, I will go. Amen. We looked at that a while ago. But we look at it again some other time. There was a time Agabus came and tied, burned his, took Paul's gadu and tied his, his own hand and said, the person that owns this gadu he said he will be head bound in Jerusalem. He says the Jews 
We capture him in Jerusalem. Was Paul not captured? Who captured him? No, it was not the Jews. They are Gentiles. Thank you. Yeah, remember. It was the Gentiles, the Roman soldiers. The Roman soldiers captured him. But did he not go? So we'll look at that later. In interpreting prophecy, we'll look at that. Because, uh, you know, okay, let's look at this Peter's case first. To just see something. Are we together, everybody? Okay. Let's look at just to. John, Acts chapter 10, verse, from verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on the journey and drew near to the city, Peter went up upon the house top to pray about the sixth hour. Oh, Lord. And he, came, and he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they were ready, he fell into a trance. Okay, amen. So, it was in the night. I mean, it was not in the night, right? It was during the day. Amen. Verse 11. And he saw what? Heaven opened. Are we together, everybody? And a certain vessel descended unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and led down to the earth. And wherein were all manner of the four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and crippling things and fowls of the earth. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Now, everybody look at you know, you know, it's possible for somebody to come out of this revelation from this vision and say, well, God has approved, I received revelation and God approved killing of animals. Okay? That could be somebody's extrapolation from it. So I'm trying to interpret it. Okay? Let's keep reading. So, but look at Peter's, Peter's response was what? Not so, Lord. He said, because I have not eaten anything unclean. But look at what the Lord replied him. And the voice spake unto him again, second time. What God has cleansed, thou cause not what thou common. This was done three times. And the vessel was received up to heaven. It was done three times. And Peter maintained his stand. Three times. Argued with the Lord. Now, this is it. It is three. It is, we may look at this and smile, but this is a phenomenon that happens to us every day. It is what we're trying to say here because there's a way our mindset or our consciousness, our conscience, what we have been built up with, there's a way it conflicts with God's intention. Even though the Spirit of God is communicating to us. So we are saying this, that we have this treasure in acting verses. For example, if I receive revelation, I am going to give revelation to us in English. Or, bad as it be, I'll give it to you, Yoruba. But I doubt I'll be very accurate in Yoruba. Because I've been speaking English too much these days. My partner is English. Amen. Are we together now? If you are in a relationship, at least you should be able to speak Yoruba to your partner. But he's English. So daily, Yoruba is already fading in his strength. Hallelujah. That will not happen in Jesus' name. <laughs> we, shall, we shall be restored. That's why, you know, it delights me anytime I'm seeing, you know, Yoruba. Okay, we just to talk Yoruba so that, you know, you refresh it. How is to get everybody here? This is the concept. Listen up. Listen up, everybody. Listen up. My point, you have to understand it. So don't think that, okay, for example, you know, the spirit, somebody, okay, for example, I remember I was talking, I was in a meeting one time, and the man of God, 
came to me and said, um, oh, you are the, it wasn't gave, you know, it wasn't gave word of K. As he gave word of K, I said, no, sir. He gave another word of K. I said, no, sir. Eh. He said, maybe you are. I said, no, sir. I said, sir, just say how it is doing, how the thing is doing in your spirit. The remaining parts, I will grab it. I know what to do. I know how to judge the need I need to judge. For me, for this is it. I have, by God's grace, I have been able to understand that, you know, when everything is dispersed, I know what to grab. The Bible said, you know, filter what you need to filter, grab the truth. I can try to say, yeah. I know the one that's very instructive, the one that resonates with me. When I mean resonate, the one that, okay, look at, Peter said not so long. Let's read that, let's complete that part, okay, because it's not today's, okay. This was done three times. Now why Peter doubts, doubted in, his, in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean. Did you see? He did not just jump up and be, because he was just thinking, what could this mean? Is it that the Lord is saying we should be killing animals? What exactly is the Lord saying here? But let me tell you something. You are permitted to also do that, such investigation. It's not like you just jump at it. Where, you know, the Lord has approved that. But if you look at all this summary, because of our time, the what God was trying, if you read all these things, you will see that what God was trying to communicate to Peter is that the Gentiles, what? Should hear the gospel. That's the whole meaning of don't eat, kill, don't eat. Is for Peter... If if the let, this, let me tell, let me tell you this, everyone listen. If Colinius did not send somebody to his house, Peter would have left that vision with a different interpretation. And the law would not because it's somebody that argued with the law three times. Amen. But God is very, very merciful. So it was when Colinius, ah, okay, this is what the Lord is trying to tell me that the Gentiles who when they considered unclean. In the Old Testament now, are now clean, are not permitted to hear the gospel. Meanwhile, in his own doctrinal view before it was a conflict. Hmm. Ah, amen. Are we together, everybody? What we are trying to say is, in short, is this. The Bible says we have this treasure in what? In letting verses. So, this is what happened. When what we do to fine-tune the leading of the Spirit, especially in our life, is we ensure that we continually renew our mind in the word. So we allow the word of God to educate our mind so that it will be able to pick accurately from the spirit. But this is it, everybody. Just to round this off to help us a little because of our time, is that, the, that because we are born of the spirit, we have the Holy Ghost in you, the Holy Ghost witnesses with your spirit. Your spirit. Somebody say, my spirit. My spirit. So the Holy Ghost witnesses with your spirit that you are a child of God, the same way you witness your spirit, the same way the Holy Ghost will also witness your spirit to do things. To go this way. To move this way. Paul who said, I perceive in my spirit. Amen. It's a perception. In new in the spirit. And let me tell you this. Don't worry. You are permitted to be wrong sometimes. But when you are wrong, you stand up again. You, you, you do again. <laughs> Amen. It's your permit there to be wrong. But make sure you check your spirit. When you check your spirit, listen everybody, when you check your spirit, peace will come. 
Are you going to say, yeah, when whatever agrees, it agrees, it's the Holy Ghost. Now, this is it. When you talk in tongues and you pray in the Holy Ghost, what you are doing as well, you are building up yourself and you are fine-tuning and reshaping, restructuring your mind to connect accurately with your spirit. See, you are a machine. Let me put it like that. A divine one. There are so many oppressions that are working in you. So many, you know, wheels, so many things that you need to connect with one thing and the other. That's why when you pay attention too much to the flesh, you will continually miss the leading of the spirit. But you have the leading of the spirit. The Bible says, for as many as are led, what? By the spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. Amen. But let me tell you this because, you know, it looks like it's a qualification thing. It's not a qualification thing. The first leading you received as a child of God was when you believed the gospel. Because that's the first leading of the spirit. Some of you think, well, you have not been led by the spirit before. You have been led by the spirit. Let me tell you something. Some of you, it's not easy. Oh. For example, when I mean it's not easy, Jesus died for your sins. And you came and you believed like that. It's like science fiction. It's like fictional movies. That someone died and after three days rose again. It is not my mind. See, listen, everybody. Maybe you don't understand what I'm trying to say. Like Jesus died for your sins. I know some of you feel well. You have, some of you were born in a Christian home. Some of you were, were not. Some of you were born in a Christian home. And you grew up. Sometimes you got, you commonize the presence of God. Most people who are not born in a Christian home, they appreciate most people. You know, not all. Most people, they appreciate the power of God more. Because some of us have commonized. I won't use the word familiar. I know some of us use, sometimes we always say, you know, we must not be familiar with the presence of God. See, we should be familiar with the presence of God. Amen, amen. Yeah, it's not common. Yes, thank you. I understand that's what we mean when we say that. I understand, okay? Sometimes we say it, oh, don't be familiar. But I understand what you're trying to say is that don't commonize the presence of God. Or someone say, well, don't be familiar with the anointing, with the man of God. Or you're, so that when you're familiar with the man of God, no, 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 no. Please be familiar with me. This is it. How do, you, how do I lead without showing myself an example? How do I show myself as an example if you're not close? Amen. I, I don't understand. You will not know how I pray until you are close. You don't know how I read the Bible until I close. So I, say, I don't want to be close because I don't want to familiarize myself. I don't want to make, you know, to, to make familiar. No, the thing is that you can be familiar, uh, but don't commonize. Don't that's the thing. Okay, are we getting everybody? <laughs> you know that, that's where the temptation is. But it's good to familiarize yourself with things of God. Familiarize, familiarize yourself with the presence of God, but don't commonize it. I was saying something before I switch there. That's the last thing I was supposed to say. What was I saying before I went there? What? Oh, thank you. God bless you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see people are following. Those, for example, those that are born in Christianity, sometimes they, 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 they have commonized the presence that from the gospel, the power of the gospel, they are not experiencing it. But really, it is power. Hallelujah. It is power. We, we, we've commonized it that we don't even know what is operational in us. So this is the point. When you receive the gospel, amen, you have the Holy Ghost and it bears witness to your spirit and through that witness, you can be assured of being led. But number one thing that you must do, ensure you practice that spirit consciousness. I'm not saying that you move around like a ghost, okay? But I'm saying that you are conscious. So I said something, I said it's not more in the sense that what, when you say, when you believe the gospel, 
like you believe Jesus died for your sins. It looked like a science fiction, but those who were not born in Christian home, they knew the power that hit them. The day they heard it. They've also heard about Matrix. They've seen movies about people disappearing and going to Mars. They've seen all those kind of science fiction, but it did not hit them. But now you heard about Jesus dying for your sins and rose again on the third day, which supposedly is supposed to be a science fiction in the recent of it, but is eating you and is making you to let go of some habits, making you to surrender to Jesus. You know that it is not about, it's not a story story, it is power. So now, some of you, of course, over time, some of you that were even born in Christian home, you have come to acknowledge that fact and the powers that work in you. But this is a concept. An oppression is working in you already. You are a new creation. The Spirit of God is at work in you. The Bible says there is what we call the hidden man of the heart. The, what the Bible says, it said, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Your body did not pass away when you received Jesus. Your spirit is recreated. You become born again in your spirit. The Holy Ghost is in your spirit now. It lives in your spirit forever. Truth, thick and thin. It lives in your spirit. Eternally sealed by the spirit of God until the day of redemption. It's in you. Hallelujah. So, but the Holy Ghost is in you. Bearing witness with you. So you will begin to exercise your mind in the word. Praying more in the spirit. Getting yourself available in meetings. Are you going to try to say yeah? You begin to exercise your mind so that you will be able to accurately decipher the things of the spirit. Amen. Today, as we end, go and practice God's presence. You have the leading of God with you. Say, I've got the leading of God with me. The Bible says, those, the Bible says, anyone that has believed Jesus as the witness. Look at it. Let me read last, last scripture and I will quote. Close. Oh, 1 John 5. Amen. 1 John and chapter 5. Verse um, 10, if I'm right. First John 5. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Look at what it says. Verse 10. I think. Look at verse 10. It says, He that believes on the Son of God has what? The witness in himself. He that believes not God has made him a liar because he believes not the record that God gave his son. But look at it. He said he that believes on the son has the witness in himself. The witness is in you. That same witness. See, that same witness. See, start, doing, start using it today. Start waking up in the morning. Practice the presence of God. We're saying it. Sometimes you can wake up in the morning. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Do that. You can say, Holy Spirit, don't worry. See, some of you, you feel hey, me. Use the same Holy Spirit. Yes, you. The Holy Spirit is your father. You can wake up in the morning. You're about to sleep. Holy Spirit, thank you. You see, I stopped praying those rubbish prayers a long time ago that when I'm about to sleep. So, Holy Spirit, please, I don't want to have a bad dream. Or I don't want to. No, I, I cannot. You know, I remember those days I used to do that. I said, ah, because every night I would have a bad dream. Nightmares. Upon nightmares. I was very, in my house, they know that. I was, I was, sometimes I would scream. I would say, oh, I'm seeing women. Uh, three women, they're about to oppress me. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm seeing small, 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 you know. Children running in the room. In the middle of the night, they'll be pressing me, pressing me, pressing me. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're laughing, but I know you. some of you have been pressed before. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you make it look like I'm the only one that's been pressed. I know. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
It can be very horrible. Like you wake up in the morning and you feel tired. Amen. And you pressed. But that, since the day I got to the consciousness of who I am in Christ, what the Spirit of God, I stopped praying. I stopped praying all kind of rubbish prayer again. I stopped it. Because I knew who I am now. But of course, I was doing it. I was talking in tongues. I was practicing God's presence. I knew. as I, Now, I even sleep, return back, sleep without, and, you know, I don't even pray. I don't, sometimes I, I sleep without praying. Most of the time. I am trying to say, most of the time I sleep without praying. Just to tell you this. You know, is that I don't pray because I'm panicking because I'm afraid. Hallelujah. I'm in the presence of God. I'm a carrier of God's presence. It's illegal for a demon to press me. It's illegal. So, see, you don't, I don't need to waste any sweat any longer. It's illegal. It's too much. Oh, are you getting Am I talking to you? It's illegal. Far illegality. And when I do that, if I'm pressed, no, which I can't be pressed again, it's not possible. I mean, it can't be, I cannot be pressed. It's too much. Amen. It's too much because I know, Holy Spirit, thank you. I move your presence. So be spirit conscious. Hallelujah. Be what? Be spirit conscious. So you are stepping out. I'm stepping out in the presence of God. Because you know that the spirit of God has not left you. Amen. Do you have the spirit of God with you? So, for example, let me tell you this. You know, we say, Lord, as we are living now, you know, we pray that your presence follows us. No. Amen. Whether you pray it or don't pray it, the presence of God is following you. Why? Because of the blood. Not because you prayed. Because of the blood. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? So, be spirit conscious. You're stepping into the car. The spirit of God is with you. So, they don't know. For example, they don't know. You enter the car, the taxi. Amen. The, I remember Apostle Charles was telling us one time, one of my pastors. You know, was discussed. He said, we were, you know, the, the driver was running, you know, was, you know, speeding and speeding. And, and, and he said, he told the man, he said, ah, small, 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 small. And the man said, well, no, I know how to drive. Don't worry. I reduce the speed. I know. He said, it's not because of me. It's because of you. <laughs> it's because of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a consciousness. Come to that consciousness. Are you getting trying to say, yeah, you, 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 know, you have the presence of God in you. Be conscious of that. Hallelujah. Walk in that. As you are entering the place, oh, there's going to be turbulence. You want to go somewhere. Oh, something will happen. No, no, no. Nothing will happen. Hallelujah. You have the presence of God in you. Say, I've got the presence of God in me. Say, I'm a carrier of God's presence. Say, I'm being led by the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'm a child of God. Say, I have the witness in me. Say, I know what to do. I know how to do. I know when to do. All that I must do in the name of Jesus. I know how to do. I know what to do. I know when to do. All that I must do in the name of Jesus. I'm a carrier of God's presence. In the name of Jesus. When I sleep, I sleep in the presence of God. When I walk, I walk in the presence of God. In the name of Jesus. Lastly, do you know it's not only now that you have the presence of God? Some of you, see. Some of you, when you come, you sit down, you feel the presence of God because we all come together. Sometimes when you come together, okay, when you come, when you sit there like this and somebody lead worship and we are stirred up or somebody comes and talks and dispenses the presence of God, you feel charged, isn't it? Sometimes you feel, some of you literally feel the presence of God. Let me tell you, you are feeling it that time. That's the same, if I, let me tell you this. In a greater degree, that presence has always been with you. 
When you go to your room, the praise of the Lord is with you. Let me tell you something. Somebody said they are sending arrow from the village. Hey, Amen. Some of you, some people are pregnant. Say, well, you know, uh, of course, instructive. If you don't want to, you know, you can, you know. Somebody's pregnant. Ah, I don't know. They will attack my baby. Oh, you know, you know, no. Hey, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. They will not attack your baby. Are you going to try to say, yeah, okay, this is it. It's possible to attack to eat someone's baby. And the person is a believer. It's possible. But when you are conscious of the presence, you make it real. You charge it up. You activate it. With that consciousness, it attack will not come. But let me tell you, if you are, if it's possible for you to be attacked and yet, because of your ignorance, and yet you are a believer. Are you going to try to say yeah? But we are, that's why we are doing this teaching today, that you must know that you carry God's presence. Hallelujah. Praise God. Buy your hands and talk to God. Thank God. Thank God for his leading, for his presence in your life. Thank you for his promise that he will not leave you, he will not forsake you. If Jesus said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. He said, I will not leave you com- comfortless. We have the counsel of the Spirit with you always. You have the counsel of the Spirit with you always. In the name of Jesus, talk to your Father. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. In the name of Jesus, talk to God, talk to God. Thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.